Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 64 in our series, Freedom from Fear. Today, freedom from the fear of following Jesus. What does it look like when a person decides to follow Jesus? It is to embark on a journey through life. It is a journey with God that continues through life. It is a journey with God that is informed by a relationship with God, not participation in a weekly ritual in a church building on Sunday. Christian fascism holds sway in the West. Most people believe that a Christian is someone who goes to church on Sunday. But the Bible teaches that a Christian is a person who follows Jesus. There is a huge difference. One is concerned entirely with an elusive, detached religion and ritual, and the other is concerned with an integrated, organic, personal relationship. Following Jesus is a journey which is on one hand unknown, but on the other hand paved with familiar steps. It is unknown in the sense that we do not know what the future holds, and so we step out in faith like Abraham. Hebrews 11 verse 18. Naturally, we have the fear of the unknown or other anxieties that can come from embarking on something outside our comfort zone. The call to follow Jesus is in keeping with ancient biblical traditions. Jesus is not expecting you to do something that the ancients were not called to do. The decision to follow Jesus is rooted in in the path of the saints, those men and women who followed God in the past and who looked forward to the coming of the Messiah. Many of the stories in the Bible involve God bringing a physical separation from our origins, our kinship ties, in order that a person might find God. In the Bible, rarely do people find God at home with their family amongst blood. Genesis 12, verse 1 to 2, Genesis 32, verse 24, and John, chapter 21, verse 22. Leaving our normal life, patterns, priorities, and purposes is probably one of the main reasons people do not want to follow Jesus. People might notice. People might question. People might criticize. The fear of others, what they say, what they believe and what they might do constitutes the greatest fears in preventing us from beginning our walk with Jesus in the first place. Luke chapter 4 verse 19 notes that while God's word came to many, the cares of the world, the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word and it yields nothing. But these people have a right to be alarmed Because following Jesus is not tinkering on the edge of life. It is not tampering with a few priorities in life. It is not supplementing our diet in life. It is a new life with Christ. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away, See, everything has become new. 
The disciples understood this. Peter tells Jesus that he has given up everything to follow him. Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Luke chapter 10, verse 28. Sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 28. And Luke chapter 5, verse 11. The Bible is silent on these losses that Peter and the others suffered, but they probably have to do with kinship ties, material wealth, and social expectations. The church will avoid the cross and the cost of following Jesus in their gospel presentations, which is more about expanding their customer base to fund their income than in following God. Therefore, for example, in many churches you will hear lots of sermons on premarital sex, on which the scriptures say little, but very few sermons on adultery, which is mentioned constantly in the Bible. The kids are not full-fee-paying church donors, whereas the adulterers are. Kids are easy and cheap targets for priests. There is no cost in criticising them, and the parents will be happy if the priests give them some moral instruction. But they would stand up and leave if the priest applied the Bible to the life of the parents, and so priests are usually silent. Churches will go over land and sea to convince people that the Christian life is one of blessing, continual happiness and prosperity. Jesus has a different approach. He is honest with us. He tells us the truth. He doesn't mince words. Following Jesus is not easy, but it is the path for moving forward. Mark writes in chapter 8, verses 34 to 7. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? So why would you wish to follow Jesus if the path is difficult? Why not stay home, enjoy the fruit of the world, and rely on the patience and love of God? After all, most churches now teach that we are all God's children and we are all on the path to heaven. That's a good question. They ask this of Jesus too. In John's Gospel, many disciples left him early in his ministry because he dared to cross into that realm of personal criticism. I mentioned earlier. Most people love a religious sage or wise person if they don't say anything challenging. Jesus asked the twelve disciples whether they would also leave, to which Peter replied in chapter 6, verses 68 to 9. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. We follow Jesus because he has the words of eternal life, and it is worth the cost. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.